Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 52 of the Alt Left. I have made a triumphant return. Yay! I, uh, I had to go in for some warranty repair work, um, and so Kay and Matt shipped me off to the dealership because uh, they weren't allowed to fix me themselves. But I am back, uh, here to host for you. Matt's uh, bloodless coup has failed. Say hi to the people from jail, Mr. Jumbo Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. And holding his last rights is the good Reverend Dr. K. Holding it via quantum, by the way. Yes, uh, that's right. We're still offering specials on Dr. K's quantum massage. Yeah, two for the price of two. That's right. But yeah, so today we're going to be talking about some of the legalese that's going on. Um, there's obviously been... Uh, you know, the, the the pandemic is, I don't want to say winding down, but it's, it's definitely winding to a middle. And um, <laughs> pretty sure uh, like that, we're just going to be living with COVID now. I mean, that's pretty much what Fauci, I think, just I said. have lots of things to say about that, to be honest, because I went to the store uh, today after work to pick up some s- stuff for dinner. And I, you, I couldn't believe how many people aren't wearing masks and the fact that stores just don't seem to give a shit anymore. No, nah, everyone's fucking tired of it. And it's like, we're, we're in the, we're still in the middle of a fucking pandemic and people can't get it through their fucking heads that Omicron is actually a thing and that it's more deadly than Delta and Delta didn't go away. And we're in the middle of winter when everything resurges. But I don't know if anyone told you uh, the pandemic is over because I'm tired. Well, yeah. So I knew that I'm not wearing a mask anymore because, uh, it's become inconvenient, and I'm an American, goddammit. And I have rights! <laughs> Man, that is a whole nother podcast we need to do about the social contract. Um, Very true. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about this week, and I yeah. apologize for the uh, for the tangent. No, I think no. it's a good one. Wear a mask, yeah. don't be a piece of shit. Yeah, um, the message. Agreed. Uh, I think that should be on every podcast. But, uh, because... Again, that people have gotten over the pandemic. Um, you know, this is America and gun violence is on the rise, of course. No, you don't say. What do you know? Another <laughs> young white conservative male goes around shooting people. And by, how, by the way, can I just point out, like, if you recall, after the Kyle Rittenhouse case, conservatives were fucking beside themselves uh, that someone ran down some people and they happened to be black. And they're like, oh, it's a black nationalist. and It's a case of racism. And and they were just all about it. And then some white kid shoots up a school and they've shut the fuck up about that real quick. Yeah. 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 Is that the one where they were trying to like tie the guy to BLM and, and also being a, a, a rapist or pedophile or some shit? Uh, no, they're trying to tie no, the, the, the whole like tying to pedophile. That was the, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. But yes, um, he was uh, he had apparently posted videos before supporting BLM, which Okay, so he's part of half the country. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it's fucking insane. But beyond that, yeah, he um, he also has melanin in his skin, and that obviously means he is part of the war on Christmas and clearly white genocide. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, of course. And, and, and as the conservatives have no interest in believing that a proud boy with a rifle goes to a BLM rally to start some shit, and that is not racially motivated. But when a black guy runs people over in a car as he's escaping a crime, that is clearly part of the Zionist white genocide conspiracy tinfoil hat nonsense. He was there to protect property and to render aid, okay? Yes, that's why he brought yeah. his AR-15 fire extinguisher, right? <laughs> yep. That's exactly right. He he was there to render aid. AR-15 yes, health yes. This is This is my Armalite resuscitator. <laughs> and to protect property. Not any of his fucking property or anybody that actually asked him to protect their property or property in a town that he lived in. But we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. We will get Sorry. into that written house. I will bring I us apologize. back there. Don't worry. Again. It, it, it's bullshit. It's a whole bunch of bullshit. You should get mad at it. And, and not that it changes anything, but I will say like it came out during the trial that he was actually asked by the owner to, to watch over that place. Not that it changes anything, but I just want to be actually correct. Um, I don't know about that because that was apparently said later. I'm just trying to make sure we're straight on the facts. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to make a defense of Rittenhouse here. I'm, no, just totally. trying to see, yeah. uh, I'm saying I believe that as much as I believe his statement after the fact that he supports BLM. Yeah. Um, and after the fact statement during the trial, sure. 
but there's no record of him actually being asked by the owner ahead of time. You know, there was no email saying, hey, oh my God, oh my God, I'm really worried about my empty used car lot uh, during a protest. Can we please get some miners from out of state to come in here and defend my poor lot? I, I, that I have a hard time believing. Yeah. Matt is furiously Googling and we will find out the truth. Actually, no, you're right. I, I just Googled it right now and it looks like over and over again, the Kyle, the, 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 man, boy, this is the shows you what media will, will just latch onto because like everything I'm looking at now is saying like that they did not ask anyone to come protect their property nope, at all. Nope. And that is ladies and gentlemen, how we fact check always that narrative of he was there to protect property is the biggest crock of shit. Yeah. He was there to disrupt a BLM rally. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And he spent his time originally with Proud Boys and Oath Keepers. His parents are terrible racists. And he went out and was bailed out and hung out with a bunch of Proud Boys afterwards. This is who he is. He throws up white power symbols. This kid's a piece of shit and so is everyone he fucking knows. And to sit here and pretend that he's not. And he gets off on this self-defense article because like, well, he was on his back and they were coming for him. And it's like, well, okay, if we are only going to look at that 13 seconds of footage, sure, it actually looks like a case of self-defense until you realize that he's in a self-defense situation that he instigated. Yeah, he created this problem. Like, here's the thing. Like, whatever happened after he crossed state lines is inconsequential. He made a choice to cross state lines with a weapon armed. Whatever happens after that is directly because of that choice. Yes. So you, you don't get to claim that it was self-defense because he put himself in the situation to begin with. And what's really funny is the conservatives like to talk about the good guy with a gun narrative. And that's all that's needed. And Rittenhouse shot a good guy with a gun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he was afraid for his life, quote unquote. As he should be. Yeah. Uh, when you're an active public shooter, you should be afraid for your life because yeah. you're fucking killing people. So no, the, the Rittenhouse uh, verdict is, again, I expected it. And, and the Rittenhouse case is insane um, from, from top to bottom. It defies all common sense. I mean, we had a judge who was, you know, basically giving him forehead kisses the entire time. Uh, yeah. We had a we had a prosecuting a, a prosecuting DA who had no interest in actually prosecuting the case correctly at all. Absolutely not. And we had America divided down the middle of whether or not you believe it's okay to shoot people because they don't hate black people. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. Yeah. And that's all that was. And and to say that Rittenhouse was there to put out fires and to render first aid. He had no equipment to put out fires. He had no equipment to render first aid. The only hardware he brought with him was a gun. Yeah. Neither of those, unless you're a cleric playing D&D, there are no weapons that render first aid. That sounds like to me he was there to do one thing, and that's to shoot someone. Kyle Rittenhouse went looking for trouble, and he found it. Are you sure it wasn't an AR of major healing? I'm sorry, but you don't bring guns anywhere if you don't expect to use them. No, they, they were health bullets, okay? Health, bu- health, health no, no, bullets. No, no, no. I'm serious about this. You don't take guns places if you don't expect to use them. I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, I, uh... Uh, th- that I believe is th- that 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 tiptoes too much into the liberal pond of gun control for me. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that kind of gun control, but what I'm saying is is that you don't bring a gun to that kind of a thing if you don't expect to need yes. it. I believe that's a better way to phrase that. Because yes, okay. it's and that's anywhere, fine. But, but yes, he he brought a gun to a, a active and chaotic scene in order to combat that scene. And, and that I think is kind of where you're going with this. He he, he clearly Correct. had a motive here. There was, there was motive for him yeah. to be there. That motive turned into, I'm going to bring this AR with me for whatever his reason was, whatever he wants to convince himself of. In my, my own personal opinion, he, he was looking to shoot someone that day. I think in common sense, he was looking to shoot someone. He was some fucking 17-year-old playing G.I. Joe. Yeah, when it all went fucking sideways, he ended up killing people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and they came after him because he had already killed someone. He brought a rifle to a protest, shot a man, and that's when the crowd chased him down. That's when he was fearing for his life, and that's when he committed self-defense. Correct. Which is, you know, it's just so funny how, like, well, he was there to put out fires, and the AR was only a small thing he had. Oh, by the way, skateboards are very dangerous and scary. It's like this idea that that a skateboard is a more dangerous and terrifying weapon than an AR-15. Yeah. (sighs) But this is America. Um, this is America, and his trial was a complete farce. Absolutely. But 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 what about Ahmad Arbery? His killers got got brought to justice. Clearly, clearly, you're, you know, you got two cases here, and one was served justice. Both were served justice. <laughs> uh, different yeah. town, different place, different circumstance. They have nothing to do with each other, other than it was racist assholes killing people. Oh, uh, I think they have one thing in common. Uh, and one of them is the police having no interest in going after white men who shoot black people. Yeah. Um, and yes, for anybody who's yes. about to go, what about, wait a second, actually, to yes, I understand Rittenhouse shot white people, but he was there to shoot people of color and allies of people of color. He was there to shoot people who were there to protest the unarmed murder of a black man. Yes. That is who he was targeting. And on with Ahmaud Arbery, um, as Matt was, you know, parodying, yes, um, you know, the people will say the justice serve. The difference is, again, the similarity is the police didn't want to do anything at all about Rittenhouse. He, so he walked by the police with his fucking hands up, gun on his back. They know shots have been, th- I mean, they heard shots have been fired and they are responding to shots fired people down. And there, here's this kid who walks up to them with his arms up and a gun at his back and they do nothing. Ahmaud Arbery is that, the Ahmaud Arbery case is that and even worse because he was gunned down. He, it was a lynching. Let's just, let's just be fucking real. Oh about yeah. This. He was, he was lynched. Yeah, he was lynched. Time. It just wasn't with a rope. It was with a shotgun. Ahmaud Arbery was fucking lynched and these people went out, lynched him, were stupid enough to fucking video record it. And when it happened, the police and DA had no interest in it because who cares? No. That's where I'll say I don't know that they were stupid enough. I think we live in a world now where these kinds of people are confident in the horrible things they think, say, and do. Yes, but that's stupid because he's going to prison for the rest of his life. So it yeah, was stupid. But they almost didn't. The only reason, the only reason this case went to trial is because someone got a hold of the video, made it public, and public outcry was so insane. But imagine, I, I can't, I don't believe for a second this is a single isolated incident. This kind of shit happens not. regularly, and we don't see tons of this crap that just gets swept under the rug. No, we see That's why I don't think tape. it's stupid. I think, yeah. I think they're the, un, I think they're the just unlucky ones that happen to get their case thrown out there in the public to see. And I think they yeah. rolled the dice and rolled a one where everybody else is rolling 20s. And the only time we see. These prosecutions happen, both of citizens or cops, is when there's a videotape. God, if I, I can't remember the name of the guy. It was after What's-His-Name in New York, where the, the guy was running from the cops unarmed. Um, they thought he was a car thief, and they just shot him. It was running through a park, and they shot him in the back. Just gunned him down. Oh, yeah. No, I, and, I remember that case. I don't remember the name. Uh, yeah, and there's no prosecution. You know, yeah, Grand, there was, there was no Walter prosecution. Scott? Hmm? Was it Walter Scott? I, I don't recall. Okay. I don't recall his name. I remember the case. Um, the problem is it's just too many. Uh, we have a epidemic of cops shooting unarmed black men. Like there's, there's just too fucking many of them to remember because that is one of the biggest lynchings there is in this country is coast to coast. Cops continue to keep murdering unarmed black men and yeah. they keep getting off grand juries. I don't get a fucking grand jury case if I murder someone. Where's my no. grand jury case? I, I don't get a consideration as to whether or not this even warrants a trial. It goes straight. I get fucking arrested and it goes straight to criminal trial and I am arraigned. Yeah. No DA sits there and ponders it with a grand jury over several weeks and deliberates the pros and cons of it or how good a person I am. No, none of that shit is taken into consideration. That gets decided at the trial. Which shows how backwards our justice system is. It really does. Like, I mean, think about it. Like, if there is anyone that should be held to the highest standards above everybody else. It is the ones that enforce the law and they're not, they are coddled like little children constantly. Yeah. And and in many police departments, in many States, uh, police officers can face up to double 
the jail time for breaking these laws, but it mm-hmm. never happens. As they should. As they should. It never happens because A, typically it'll be swept under the rug by their own department. If it doesn't, a DA will have a grand jury sit around and talk about what a good pig he is and they won't prosecute. And then if it does go to trial, what are the odds that a cop is going to get a, is going to get found guilty? And then on that tiny, minuscule chance he's actually found guilty, you're telling me a judge, guys who have the utmost respect for cops, are going to give them that penalty? Because remember, the judge has decided this is not automatic. It is an option, and it never happens. It's a non sequitur. It never occurs. Yeah, it happens so infrequently that it basically is never. Yeah, it it is statistically fucking zero that this double penalty happens. It has happened in terms of, yes, occasionally it has happened, just like lightning has struck people twice. Um, It is never something we should count on happening. Actually, I think lightning is striking people twice has happened more often than this has. Far more. Oh, I'm sure. And that's the problem. And again, we've discussed this before, is that is every single cop running around murdering people? Of course not. But all of them are complicit in the system that allows it. And every single one of these murderers mm-hmm. is always backed up and covered up for his buddies in the department and at the DA's office. And a judge coddles them and tells them what good boys they are. You know, they're called fucking heroes and the police unions come out and support them. There's an entire system set up to make sure these guys get away with murder. And there's an entirely different setup to make sure that people who jaywalk, sell pot, have debt, they go to prison if they're black. That's the systems we have. And they yeah. are running as designed. Yeah. If you're a woman and you've got a credible rape allegation, you will be called a slut, drugged through the ringer, and everybody will do anything they can to impugn your integrity. If you are a black man who gets shot by police, you will be a drug dealer. Every crime you ever did will be committed. They will find the worst pictures of you that they can possibly find while finding the best pictures of the people that actually assaulted you and hurt you. It will be plastered all over, and you, the victim, will be treated as the bad one, that you had it coming. I, I don't know the answer to this. Uh, what's his name? The, the the guy who actually got killed, or got uh, got got found guilty for killing George Floyd. Uh, what was that cop's name that everyone was really surprised at? Derek Chauvin. Derek That's Chauvin. It. Yeah. The show on trial. I think it was George Zimmerman. So what I want to know is if you recall the Derek Chauvin trial, uh, where he shocked the nation and actually got found guilty. I mean, if you recall right, when he got found guilty, he had this look of surprise, like, wait, but I don't, I don't understand. But I'm, I'm white and a cop. Yeah. yeah. What does not compute? Um, and that's because the system didn't work as it's supposed to. That was a fluke. What I want to know is I'm curious how much money we want to ballpark was spent on his defense by the city and county, right? Because clearly it was a lot of money. They had to host this giant trial. He got uh, he had a very good defense lawyer that was appointed to him by the union in the city. He had resources at his disposal that were huge. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, defendants will get an overburdened public defender only if they can prove that they're poor enough. And like you were bringing the case, Matt, of, of women who have credible rape allegations who will be told their their slots and all that kind of thing. And their rape kits will sit in police departments because the police refuse to test them. Yep. Yeah. But there's money for Chauvin's defense. Oh, That's yeah. fine. They will, they will claim that there is no money for, for yeah. things like processing those rape kits or doing actual investigations into people's murders. But then, yeah, they will spend all kinds of money defending this pig who yeah. did something horrific and hosting grand juries over and over again and, and, and paying for all kinds of protection and stuff. And again, don't get me wrong. I actually feel that everyone has a right to a competent defense. I want to see that energy that was brought for him for every other defendant there is. Absolutely. And it's not. And that is the two Americas that we live in. And I think it's really telling, especially and that's why it was the, the Ahmad Aubrey, uh, tr- the trial for the killers of Ahmad Aubrey is so telling because as, as much as it's, there's no way they couldn't have been found guilty. God, I think Georgia would have burned down as it should have. Yeah. But <clears throat> they were actually found guilty because the evidence was so fucking overwhelming. It was so insane that they literally chased this guy down who was trying to run away and murdered him. And it's like, now this trial probably would have gone very different if Ahmad Arbery had actually done anything. If that guy had some speeding tickets 
or was jaywalking oh, yeah. too much? Oh or my had god! Actually, stolen something from one of the houses. It would have been a whole different fucking trial. I guarantee those killers would be free. Yeah, if he was not the upstanding citizen that he was, if they could have vilified him for anything, yeah. it would have gone very differently. Yeah. The only yeah. reason those guys are in prison is because they shot fucking Mister Rogers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ahmad Aubrey was squeaky clean. I guarantee if he had a speeding ticket, we would have known about it. Yeah, I mean that's that's, oh, yeah. that's why that's why the uh, defense literally had to close their arguments to make fun of his uh, the dirt in his toenails that was used in their defense was his dirty toenails, which again is actually a callback to old Jim Crow trials where black people would be talked about the length of their nails and the scraggliness of their hair and the dirt in their faces and that kind of thing. Like people, black people were called dirty and grimy and unkempt in their trials to sway juries. That's exactly what this fucking defense attorney did. And it was disgusting. And that's why it was all over the news. The only reason this happened is because someone leaked the video footage. It wasn't like this footage was, was unknown, you know, and the police just had a he said, she said kind of case and they swept it under the rug. And then this video appeared on YouTube. They had this video. Yeah. The police and the DA had the video of him being lynched and they did nothing. And it wasn't until someone from the department leaked it out that it actually and there was suddenly everyone was pissed about which thank God they did. I actually think it was someone from the DA's office that did it. They don't. They don't. They still don't know who it is. But it doesn't it matter who it was. Office. They're yeah. a fucking hero, as far as I'm concerned. They absolutely. Well, I mean, they work for the DA, so maybe not. But the, yes, they, that, that that act was heroic. In this least. case, they are. Yes, <laughs> in this case, they did something heroic. Well, yes, and there's something I want to touch on too that, that I had been looking at after the fact because I was curious about it. I know we've gone down this road with police before, but. There was several articles that that were actually just interviewing cops to find out their reactions. And, and again, to be fair, they were across the board. There was plenty of officers championing, saying we need more like this. We need public to trust us again. And the only way it's going to happen if we do this. But there were plenty more. I don't know if it's a majority or not that were coming up with things like, well, yeah, the knee thing was wrong. But people don't consider about the kind of stress that we're under. And you know, maybe I don't agree with that. But I think the, I think the media and the world is just turning against us. And this is the mentality that I think this is the wrong mentality. And it should scare people that there are just as many of those voices as there are people that are in favor of what happened to Chauvin because there shouldn't be. And yeah. there are, and even the ones that were in favor of it are treating this as if this one incident is going to rectify the situation, as if this doesn't happen every day, every minute, every hour, in every single state, and not even just state, not even just not even just this country, in, in other countries. I mean, here it's the it's one of the worst, I think. And you know, I don't even know if that's true, but because it's the country I live in, this is the one I'm going to focus on. But it's just god awful. That even the ones that agree with this are so blind to the reality of what's going on, and I think most of them are just banking on what you would you would call uh, libs, Chris, wanting brunch back. Like that's what they're just hoping is this this one thing will just make everything go away because justice was served, and therefore all bad police have now been stopped. And yeah, the bad apples the have case. been found, and everything's yeah. going to be fine now. I think that that's true. I think that the police officers that are defending this kind of action are doing it because you know by saying things like oh you don't understand the stress that we're under you don't understand the 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 things that we have to deal with they're just making excuses yeah and I, i'm sorry they I, I don't buy it i i don't buy it either like i'm sorry yeah do i think cops have a stressful job sure do i think cops have a dangerous job mm-hmm, mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, absolutely so do people who work at airports. So do Uber drivers. So do truck drivers. So do bus drivers. Um, that That's actually the deadliest job in the nation is a commercial driver. Mm-hmm. Below that, sanitation workers. Uh, they've also got a really, pun intended, shitty job and die constantly of infection and disease. And there are social workers who are beaten, harassed, and threatened constantly. Um, there are all kinds of people. Anyone who works in fucking retail has been screamed at, spit on, called names. And you know, we you, they don't get to call for backup and pepper spray mm-hmm. Karens they don't like, nope. arrest people they don't like, plant drugs on people who are the wrong color. Uh, they don't get to do any of that shit. They have to move out their day like a fucking adult. 
But cops don't do that. Cops sit there and cry and whine like eight-year-olds with skin knees and talk about how hard it is to be an incredibly privileged and powerful person. That one female cop going through the fucking uh, McDonald's drive-thru. You remember her? Well, and I think Chris Chris said this. The one that was oh, there it went viral, dude. Like she was, she was, it, it, like she did this. She went through McDonald's. I forget what happened, but she did this thing where she was doing uh, FaceTime or whatever, just like breaking down in the McDonald's parking lot. I think because she had to wait for the order or something like that. I don't know some bullshit like that or something like that happened at the window. But Chris brought this up before. If, if your ego is that fragile. And you are succumbing to the stress of that job so easily, you need to get another job. You don't yeah, belong absolutely. in that field. I was watching a TikTok today, actually. It was um, a TikTok of, a, of a, a food worker. Lady came in complaining because I guess her soup was so hot that the plastic container it was in, the lid had melted. Lady came in and the girl was like, I'm so sorry, whatever you want to do. Like, let me let me make it better. Like, honestly, doing the good customer service thing. Oh, yeah. I, lady, I've seen lady, this yeah, video. Lady wouldn't listen, just kept yelling and yelling and finally just took the lid off and threw the hot soup in the girl's face. And I hope out. someone stabbed her in the neck. Uh, actually, so luckily at this point of the video, the, the soup was cool enough where it didn't burn the, the person. But it was spicy soup and it got in her nose and she had a nosebleed because of it. Yeah, I mean, like, like there was no, it wasn't, there was no damage. Yeah, it, luckily the the soup wasn't hot enough for her to be burned. Thankfully, uh, apparently Ed had some spices. She had a nosebleed. That was really unfortunate. The woman who threw the soup in her face was actually arrested. Um, it is being charged. Oh, good uh, for for uh, assault or battery. I'm not sure exactly what the charges are, but she's she's being charged. Yeah, because that's yeah. battery. And that's the kind of stuff that needs to happen when you have these people that just become obscenely entitled. And I think that same entitlement that we see with the Karens and the Kens of the world is the same entitlement that police officers feel is that they're better, that they, that they deserve this, that this is something that is owed to them, that this idea that they, they get to have more is part of their identity at that point. And well, and how could it, it, not it just be? doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how 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 could there be any other way to go? Again, we're talking about police departments who were born out of slave patrols. They were slave catchers, and then the ones who weren't in the South and the North, uh, they were there to beat down and murder union members and stop unions from running. They were literally people who existed above and outside of the law to kill anyone who was deemed unimportant or who was deemed an enemy of the wealthy. It wasn't until the 20th century we even had police that were not private. You got to remember, yeah. police, Chicago police, New York police, these were private armies that were paid for by, by the Jeff Bezoses and Elon Musks of the time. You yeah. know, factory owners hired these guys, and it wasn't until the 20th century um, I think it was Woodrow Wilson. I have to look into it. I think it was Wilson um, who finally said, like, no, no, we need to have impartial police that are paid by the city and not by fucking wealthy robber barons. And that's where it comes from. And ever since then, but the attitude towards them has never changed. They are incorruptible. They are heroes. They are, you know, holding that thin blue line and they are always in the right. And they will, because they have always kept the people who were unpopular at bay. And when you have several hundred years of police history, and all the systems that have grown up around them institutionally to keep them at a higher privileged position in society where they can do things like beat, rape, and murder without consequence. How can we not expect this level of entitlement? What else could happen? I think the only reason why this is changing in the in the very recent past is because of cameras, is because yeah. of our ability to document these cases. Because... Previous to that, they just took whatever a police officer said as gospel. Mm -hmm. And if they said that he had a gun, regardless of whether they found one or not, he had a gun. Yeah. Or if they said that they found this drug on them, if there was no camera or anything like that to, to show otherwise, they had drugs on them. Or even if he didn't, he was reaching for his waistband. Yeah, he was reach reaching for his waistband. Or they would just take you out in the middle of nowhere, beat the shit out of you, and leave you on the side of the fucking road. Very common. And, and there was no 
there's there's no consequence for it because first of all, the person who got beat up, how are they going to prove anything? Cop has to say, I wasn't there. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I've never seen this fucker day in my life. Or he attacked us. It doesn't matter. The only reason why this is changing, the only reason why we are seeing any movement towards these types of people in these situations are being confronted is because we have video evidence of it happening. Yeah. That's the only reason why the why Derek Chauvin was shown to have done what he did and to have killed George Floyd. That's the only reason why Ahmaud Aubrey's killers went to jail is because they took fucking video of it. Yep. Otherwise, they could have said, well, we followed him and then he attacked us. And so we had to kill him. And nobody would have said two fucking words about it. And I think you're right. I think technology is what's bringing this stuff around. Uh, and I think that ties into kind of the other case we wanted to talk about was the Crumblies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah very much so. Only through modern technology is this even happening. Again, now, first of all, what's happening is unprecedented. And for those of you who aren't following this, so he's the kid in the Michigan school shooting uh, who brought a gun to school, and there was just warning signs galore. Everywhere. I was literally drawing Everywhere. pictures of him shooting people. My life is over. I love blood. Like, I mean, he was just literally a caricature of a school shooter. And then you have the parents. And what's interesting in this one is the parents are now being charged with libel on not libel they're being charged as accessories to this shooting because they gave him a gun as an early christmas present this kid's 15 they give the kid a they give a 15 year old a handgun it was a sig sour and they gave it to him as an early christmas present he was tweeting about it online this is my new baby that kind of thing and you know one people can say like well i mean there's plenty of people like well i got a gun for my kid to teach them how to shoot. We got a 22 or whatever. And, you know, but that usually stays like locked in your gun safe. And yes, you technically bought it for them, but it's your gun. It's the gun you bought. So you could teach your kid to shoot or something. No, no, they gave this to him, left it unlocked, open access at all time. This was his gun. He had free access to it. He brought it in. And what's the most damning is there were two events. So the day after Thanksgiving um, is when they bought the gun, right? And then they went out shooting with it. And then uh, the Monday after, uh, one of the teachers sees him searching online to buy ammo for it. And it was a huge red flag. And when he was called on it and they called the parents saying we're really concerned and they brought him in and all that stuff, there's a text message chain. This is where that technology that Kate was talking about. There's a text message chain where the mother, Jennifer Crumbly, texted her, texted the son after he was caught trying to buy ammo for this gun in school. She wrote, LOL, I'm not mad at you. You just have to learn to not get caught. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then if that wasn't enough, right, the next day he he was called in and they, they, and this is what they've had on all the, the, the drawings of him saying, I want to kill everyone and life sucks and blood and whatever, you know, whatever, you know, Mothman crap he was going on about. But this kid was clearly troubled. He was brought in. They told his parents like, no, no, he needs counseling and you need to take him home. This is the day of the shooting. He brought a gun with him. It was a sad, that gun that his parents gave him, left to him, left it unlocked, let him have free access to it. He put it in his backpack, brought it to school. School was very concerned about his behavior, called his parents in, said, take him home, get him to counseling. Parents went, nope, our kid's fucking fine. And they drove off and left him there at school with his gun. And then he went and shot a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So... Now, I, I'm I'm going to take actually an unpopular opinion a little bit in this case. But beforehand, I want to say, first of all, that I am for this. I think this is fucking great. I think this is what we should be doing. Any kid who is anyone who is uh, a minor um, and has access to a gun, now, if they break into someone's house or something, no. But if they're a kid and they have access because of a family member or someone they live with has simply left a gun unattended irresponsibly... Uh, I'm of the opinion that the adult is liable. Yeah, you're culpable for that as far as I'm concerned as well. If you if you allow a minor access to a weapon Mm -hmm. unsupervised, you are culpable. Yep. One hundred percent. Every single time. I don't care. Well, and then here's where it's going to get tricky, because I know where Chris's stance is on this. It's where you also are getting into some weird issues for Chris. And I'm still not sure on this, so I'm not going to take a position just yet, but is also in tandem with charging the parents is you charge the kid as an adult, right? That's yes. where you're bumping up against. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and actually, that's, well, that's where Kay and I are going to disagree. 
I think charging a minor as an adult is stupid and terrible, and that's some fucking North Korean shit to do. Um, for, for, first of all, can a 15-year-old vote? No, he cannot. Why not? Why shouldn't because, a 15-year-old vote? Because our laws say that he is not of age yet. But do you think a 15-year-old should be voting? Do you think 15-year-olds should be picking the president and voting on judges and municipal ideas? Mm. Do you think they're old enough to make that decision? Because I don't. I'm, this is a trick question. I, I think the answer is no. I, I think the answer is no, correct. Do you think they should drink? Do you think they should be driving? Do you think they should own guns? Do you think they should join the military at 15? Uh, no to the military. Yes to drinking and uh, driving because whatever. So you think a 15-year-old should be able to make adult decisions? A 15-year-old should be able to walk into a grocery store, buy as much booze as they want, and do anything they want with it? Uh, I think or that there's a, a lot of countries. I think there's a lot of countries that allow uh, under what we would consider underage drinking, and they don't have a problem with it. Okay, you know, let's take that one off the table because I don't agree with you, but I would. I think you're correct. Like you're factually correct. Right? There are plenty of countries. I'll go to Mexico if you can reach the bar, you can drink. <laughs> uh, in, in France, and that's kind of the point. Is that if it wasn't such a like a taboo thing here and such a, like a quote unquote privilege to be 21 and go out and drinking and have a big party and get all hammered and shit like that. I don't think it would be a big deal because of the, because we can see it in those other, those other countries. But I would challenge you in those countries. It's still not the same because yes, in like France, like 15 year olds can have a glass of wine and in uh, the UK, 18 year olds can drink at a bar, but no but country. That's what I'm advocating for. No, we're talking about, I'm talking about a 15 year old buying a handle of pop off at a store. In those countries, that's not allowed. Okay, that's fine then. If you want to draw that kind of line, I'm okay with it. But what I'm saying is, I don't think that, that teenagers drinking is necessarily a problem in that in that context. And that's fair. And again, oh, you're right. We let's to not tangent, let's drop that one. I'll take that one okay. off the table. But okay. So we agree they shouldn't be voting. They shouldn't be joining the military. Um, do you think a 15-year-old should be able to have sex with a 30-year-old? No. Okay. Now, question. How come a 15-year-old can't do that? How come they can't have sex with old people? How come they can't uh, get uh, um, crazy body modifications? How come they can't join the military okay. or vote? I I, I understand. Right? Okay, yeah, I understand where you're going with this. Yeah. Okay, so, but then we agree that they're they're not in a developed place to make those adult decisions. Correct. Now, as far as like charging them as an adult versus charging them as a child, what does that really mean, though? It means they're facing the same penalties as an adult does. Okay, so they can they can have the same sentencing. Yes, and they're, not only that. It's not just the same sentencing. The trial will be conducted as if that child is an adult. It will not be in juvenile court. It will be an adult court where they will have to make adult decisions about their own defense team and about the legal proceedings. They will not have any protection that minors do about being witnesses against themselves or being coerced by DAs. All of those protections that we give minors to okay. be intimidated. Then, then I will change my opinion based on that argument and say, then no, I don't think they should be charged as adults. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think a 15-year-old should spend three months in juvie and then be put out in the streets again if he killed a bunch of people. Well, that was that was going to be my first question on this is, is are there lower sentences? Very much so. They're very okay. different sentences. Basically, like you can lock them up until they're 18. And then at with capital crimes like this, they will kind of have another hearing once they're adults. Um, and then it will be determined what uh and again you can't like you can't give a 15 year old a life sentence it doesn't work that way you give them a sentence till yeah. they're fucking 18 and you can recommend higher sentences and they can go to adult court and have be rearranged that kind of thing it depends state to state so what happens if this kid goes to juvie gets three years or let's say two because of how long it's going to take to get the freaking court yeah whatever until he's 18 they're like well you know you're an adult now and well you're on probation but We'll let you go, and then he goes and shoots up. Well, a, a what concert. the court? Well, first of all, we shouldn't be looking at prison as a punishment or a place to keep people who are dangerous or we don't like. Agreed. This kid and the and the juvenile court can do this: is put him in put him in confinement and put him in counseling, and he has to be psychologically treated, counseled, and evaluated. And when he is of age as an adult actual qualified psychologists will have to start taking a good look at whether or not this kid can rejoin society or not. And that's a case by case basis. And that's exactly what I think should really be happening with all of our 
uh, our inmates and with all of our mm-hmm. people who are sent to prison. Prison it, it should not be about punishment. It should be about rehabilitation. And we've said that many times in the past. I think we did a podcast on that. We did. <laughs> yeah. So then the question I have is for cases like this, and again, I, I, I say this fully understanding that what I'm about to talk about is not the norm. We're talking about outlier cases. Yeah, like we, absolutely. So, but where do we put people like this that are that are incapable of being rehabilitated? Not just this, this kid and other mass shooters, but I'm talking about your serial killers, your people that are like permanently like prison isn't going to fix like do we have prisons specifically just for them like that's the that's what prison that we have now should be for them or is it we we used to have institutions for the criminally insane mm-hmm. where they were half prison half hospital where they yeah. were yes there was guards and they were locked up and they couldn't just walk out um but it wasn't a prison they weren't locked away to be mistreated and 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 kept as bad people they were there to be given medication and whatever treatment they can to and again you know, there's a long history of awful mistreatment and terribleness at the hands of this, but that's not because the idea of a hospital for the criminally yeah. insane is bad. It's because no one gave a shit about them and turned it into a torture island. Mm-hmm. Well, and to also understand that the only reason why we have such huge prison system in this country is, first of all, we incarcerate more people than anyone else yeah. in the world. Per capita and hard number. Period. Doesn't Both, matter yeah. how you doesn't matter how you calculate it. We do it more. And if you talk about rehabilitation, like true rehabilitation, we don't incarcerate as many people because we're rehabilitating them Yep. for minor crimes. If we teach people how to get education, how to do things like balance their checkbook and all, you know, teach them how to be, you know, useful members of society, rates of recidivism go down dramatically. And in that case, it doesn't matter that we have a, some people that are criminally insane and need to be locked away for a long time because there's plenty of room for them. Yeah. And on top of that, like Kay is saying, rehabilitation is huge because let's really look at this. Now, is there a possibility that, and again, a, a strong possibility I'm saying here, this is a very good chance that this kid is an absolute total fucking irredeemable psychopath. hundred percent. I got to tell you, have you ever met a well-balanced and emotionally stable 15 year old? Cause I sure as fuck haven't. Um, and I sure as fuck, and I sure as fuck wasn't one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to say that I was going to go school shooting, but I can't tell you that I was making smart, good decisions that were in the interest of the public's benefit at 15. And look at his parents. parents these are, yeah. these are, these are a couple of fucking psychos who, by the way, funny story, they're anti-vax Trumpsters. They fled, emptied out their ATM machine, turned off their phones once they once it got leaked that the cops were tracking them from their phones, and they tried to flee to Canada. Right now, again, remember these are hardcore Trumpsters. They tried to flee to Canada, but they're anti-vaxxers, and Canada won't let people in if you're not vaccinated. So they were trying to sneak over the border as illegal immigrants. They were bad hombres. <laughs> these people were they're not coloring with the full box of crayons here no, michigan was not sending their best well and that's what what i think chris was getting at and i that that was the, one of the points i was working up to too is i'm also very well aware that it, imagine the upbringing that this kid yeah. had you know if, if most kids are going through all kinds of crap at age 15 if you're already going through depression um and all kinds of issues that are that are just affecting you and you've got these kinds of parents to help you through it i'm not surprised that would happen at all hormones will do some fucked up shit yeah yeah and shitty parents who buy you guns and tell you what a special boy you are and and laugh when you're trying to buy ammo and and put no restrictions on you put no boundaries on you and clearly teach you that no one else matters because again let's take a couple of things into consideration okay number one and again i and i'm not trying to this is not me getting on a soapbox to say how trumpsters are stupid because i mean we're Spoiler, Trumpsters are stupid. Yeah. That's already a foregone conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the fact that not only are these right-wing nut jobs, they're anti-vaxxers. And so we have people who are Trumpsters, racists, and anti-vaxxers. So they don't care about the social contract. They don't care about their neighbors. They don't care about other Americans or other people. They do not give a fuck about the well-being of other people. This oh. is a 15-year-old kid who has been raised by these two fucking psychopaths. What do you think his views 
on empathy and other and sympathy and caring about other people and ethics. What do you think his ethical stance is on treating other humans? It's probably pretty shit. And it's probably pretty shit because he's been raised by these two fucking monsters. And if he gets taken away at 15, imagine if, yes, he has to pay for his crimes and he gets to, he has to go to juvie for a while. And he also gets a whole bunch of counseling and he gets a whole lot of time with professionals who actually give a fuck about his well-being and try to educate him on the ethics of humanity. I'm not saying he's going to come out perfect and I'm not saying he might be improved at all. Maybe he'll come out of this at 18 and be like, I want to have murder for lunch. That's totally possible. I'm not trying to defend this piece of shit at all, but I'm saying he's a fucking kid. And he's a teenager who was raised by pieces of shit. And he's been given this message that nobody matters but you and people who look like you and think like you since he was in diapers. He has been spoon fed this. And what if he's taken out of that situation and he's put into an environment where humanity matters? Is there a possibility that he could actually be redeemed as a functioning member of society? And even if not, does he need to rot in prison for the rest of his life because two assholes raised a monster? No. And that's the reason I'm against charging him and most minors as adults. Uh, they don't have the capacity. And I find it especially hypocritical to charge him as an adult saying he legally has agency over his crime. And then in the same breath, charge the parents with the crime of acting inappropriate towards their minor child. Because if he is an adult and can serve the time and face the adult penalties for this crime, then you can't say the parents acted inappropriately to him as a minor. Yeah. But these these two adults created this situation from start to finish. They, they raised the kid terribly. They gave him a gun. They sent him off to go kill people. They are the ones who are the monsters here, and they did this. He is the pawn. And again, maybe he sucks. Maybe he's maybe he's redeemable. Maybe he's not. But he's a human being and he deserves the chance because he's not an adult. He's a child. Um, and if you leave a five-year-old in a car and they play with the pedals and it runs someone over, you're going to lock that five-year-old up in prison? No, you should lock up the fucking adult who left a five-year-old in a running car. Like, that's... That's the difference. That's what, what matters here. And I just don't like a system that says... We're going to charge the parents because he's a child and they put a child in this position. So therefore, that's a crime. And then say, by the way, he's also not a child. He's an adult who's totally cognizant of his his, his crimes and the ramifications of them. You, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. He's either a minor who doesn't understand what he's doing or the consequences of them, or he's a fully functioning adult, in which case then his parents didn't do anything wrong. And, and again, this is going to be one of those things where I think our justice system is going to fail again, because mm -hmm. I think they'll absolutely get both of those charges to stick, because as far as the court of public opinion goes, he's a monster and they're monsters. And so we should lock monsters away and forget about them and never have to deal with them again. Yeah, we'll see about the parents because it's Michigan and this is a right wing state. And the idea of getting 12 random people in Michigan to think it's a terrible idea to have an unlocked gun in your house is going to be a little difficult, especially when they're white. I agree with that. I think that they're definitely going to go away for um, running. And yes, you know, they're 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 not going to be out in the world for very long based on that. They they tried to run. But it'll be a jury yeah. of their peers, so you know it'll be twelve. It'll be like eleven black people and one white person, right? I don't. I don't think you heard that the lawyer they never hired said they were simply relocating for their safety. I don't know if you caught that part. Wait, they what? Two, yes, uh, when they were on the lam before they were caught, there was two different attorneys who were making statements on their behalf that no, 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 they're just they're just trying to relocate because they're worried about their safety. They're going to turn themselves in. These lawyers were never hired. These attorneys, in fact, there's there was this hilarious briefing by the DA where the DA said, yes, and I spoke to that attorney and asked them if they had had any contact whatsoever with this family, and they had to say they had not. So it's like they had never spoken to this family. They were vying for the position. They were basically already jumping ahead of the train to try to get in. Oh, I'm their lawyer. I get the case. And it was like you had lawyers who weren't even actually representing the people already making excuses for them. Just a couple of ambulance chasers then. Pretty much. That's because lawyers are fucking blood sucking assholes. Yeah. So but let's watch this space. And, oh, man, by the way, we, we before we end the show. Um, and I know we're going to go to, to Matt's mailbag in a moment. Uh, I wanted to put a, a, a self-correction. A few weeks ago, we defended Andrew Cuomo. 
Oh God. Yeah. As like, Hey, you know what? It was his brother. Like I respect this. He's allowed to say, this isn't my, this is my brother. I'm not going to talk about it. And he's being impartial. And it's like, Oh no, no. It turns out he was absolutely 100% yeah. abusing his position. And so, probably sexually harassing people right along with his brother. Like quite possibly uh, pulling, pulling the same thing his brother was. So uh, yeah. I just want to point that out that we are not tone deaf to that. And uh, we were wrong. We, yeah. we, we bet on the wrong horse. We, yeah, we did. It turns out he's a piece of trash. But you know what? We got new information and we're changing our minds. So That's weird. Yeah, I know. Right? What a novel Doesn't idea. Happen often. That sounds like socialism. <laughs> I like socialism. Kill the fire. <laughs> Me too, buddy. Me too. Hey, it's all right. We are, we are getting towards that time of the year where a man with a sweet white beard uh, gives out and redistributes goods to people. Mark likes the color red. <laughs> Matt, just like Santa, what's in your sack? Oh, I like it. <laughs> nice segue. Uh, we're keeping like, I don't know why, but nobody seems to want to talk to me anymore. Actually, I do know why. I think it's because we've gotten private chats with most of our active followers and we just talk to them directly. And yeah, no, so we're discording with half the people who subscribe. Right? To us. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I got, but I got two. We um, can fix that. If you guys are listening to this, write Matt emails. He's lonely. And it's the holidays. So, he so does lonely. like his emails. To you listeners, for the low, low price of one email a week, you can keep people like Matt Sane. You can keep him from turning into a Wisconsin shooter and looking at an empty inbox all day long. Fill his email bag with responses, criticisms, compliments, anything you want. It costs so little, and you can save a life today. Send an email to Matt. Someone, anyone, please show me you care. But we did get at least one person to respond to me, and that is the lovely Kaylee. Uh, Kay and I discussed her uh, um, uh, Chick-fil-A story on, on, at Matt's Bailbag last week, and she actually commented back to us uh, just to say that she loves us. She said, love you guys. Uh, also, Kay, yes, Appalachia doesn't have a ton of opportunities, but I understand your reaction because Kay was less than thrilled to learn she worked at Chick-fil-A. But she did end that note with a, with a hashtag Chick-fil-A sucks, and yes, they do, so... It's a good um, hashtag. Caitlin, I'm glad that you have uh, moved on to bigger and better things because, yeah, Chick-fil-A sucks. Chick-fil-A sucks. And to be honest, their fucking chicken isn't even that good. No, it's there's so many better chicken sandwiches out there. So many better chicken sandwiches. And speaking of like awful racist homophobes, Bob Dole died. Oh, oh yeah, God. yeah. I got a Christmas gift early this year. Fuck yeah, it, there hey. was much rejoicing. There was. The peasants rejoiced. Yes. So there is. Uh, there was one more uh, target in hell next to Ronald Reagan now. Bob Dole is gone, and the world is a slightly better place. Mm-hmm. They're sitting there sipping tea with Colin Powell, so I'm sure they're happy. Yep. <laughs> but speaking of war crimes, unfortunately, we are out of time, and uh, this is where we have to abandon you, our listeners. We love you. Uh, and thank you for going with us on this weird, crazy uh, run about legalese. I thought it was a good one, and it was timely. Thank you for joining us and letting us fill your ear holes. We will see you next week, coming up for the holidays. So we will be here with you next week. Until then, please go on to Spotify and start following us there. Uh, we are almost at our next rank of subscribed listeners, where you guys will get to pick a topic, um, and Matt will shave my head. It's going to be a whole thing. So... Please get on Spotify, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, uh, tell everyone and get them to start subscribing and listening to us on Spotify. That would be huge and helpful. And if we can start getting that trending even more, we can expand the reach of the alt-left even further out past the ocean. We will see you next week. Again, thanks for being here. We love you. Uh, Until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember, kids, the revolution is you.